I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of the podcast. Thank you for stopping by. As always, I am very happy to be here with you. If this is your first time listening, please go hit that subscribe button and stick around. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, we're going to jump right into the action today. I am fortunate to have an awesome guest with me today, historical filmmaker, First Class Father, Louis Morrow joins me today on the podcast. And if you plan on watching the Kentucky Derby this weekend, well, I just might have a horse for you tomorrow. If you stop by the podcast, I am having Hall of Fame jockey and first class father Ramon Dominguez stop by. Uh, so please keep it locked into first class fatherhood on Friday. That's going to be an episode you do not want to miss. Uh, we're going to get to a quick spot here and right into the interview with Lewis Morrow. Stay with me. I'm Alec Lace. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is historical filmmaker, first class father, and professional parent, Louis Morrow. Louis, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I've heard a lot of great things about you. All right. A lot of great things about you as well. Now, one of the things you got on your credits there is a professional parent. Could you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah, professional parenting uh, evolved from uh, when I became a full-time single dad and uh, with two daughters, one three, another one five, and a stepson uh, just starting a, a senior in high school. And I came from the training and development world. I just saw right away that there was something missing in the area of parenting. And especially for, you know, as a single dad, I can't imagine what, you know, uh, people go through. Uh, it's just it's just difficult, and it was rare that it would be a dad that was a single with the, with the kids. You know, it's rare. It happens, but it was just rare. Normally, it's supposed to be the other way around, right? And uh, and then I just saw there was just no context for parenting, so I created a whole methodology around it. it took, you know, over time, and it worked out great. And then the name became Professional Parenting because people would ask me, "What do you do for a living?" And I just responded, "Well, I'm a professional parent. <laughs> Everything I do is to have my kids turn out." You call it professional parenting. I call it first-class fatherhood. What do you think is the most common mistake you see parents making today? I would think uh, knowing it all is probably, if I was to say the number one, they know it all. It just seems like men aren't embracing fatherhood as you would expect them to. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a couple of things. Um, And look, it's not like there's uh, maybe a specific answer, but there's definitely a lot of answers. And if you find one that works for you, that's what you use to empower yourself with. The thing that I tell parents where you got to surrender the decade. Yeah, you don't have to, but I recommend you surrender the decade. Pretty much from the age of 3 to 13, surrender and just be that parent that you're there for everything and you participate. Because that's the prize. That's really the prize. There's no amount of money I believe you could make or awards or accolades that you can get that I would trade for the opportunity and the privilege it was to you know, be with my kids, uh, my daughters, to every single school event, through kindergarten, first grade, second grade, you know, to uh, going into junior high now. It's, it, that's the prize. I mean, that is the delicious prize of watching your kids flourish 
It's definitely one of the most rewarding things you can experience. I will say this. Uh, being a parent has nothing to do with biology or gender. <laughs> it's like some, some, some women have it, some women don't. Some men have it, some men don't. You could give birth and not be ready to be a parent. You could never give birth and be the best parent on the planet. I, I look at my own life, and, and I, I'm just fortunate that I've had some really great educators, uh, teachers, elementary school teachers, high school teachers, uh, coaches. Uh, I, I look back, and I was like, you know, if it wasn't for these men and women, um, I, I, don't, I don't know how my life would have turned out. But I know because of them, I always followed the narrow road, the straight road. Uh, uh, even when I might have done something that was not necessarily a good thing to do, I knew I was doing wrong. And I was like, okay, this is not cool. And I would you know, stop, if you will. Um, but that's because I had, again, really great, mature, powerful adults, educators. A lot of my, again, my teachers, uh, I grew up in uh, Union City, between Union City and Washington Heights in New York. But most of Union City is where I did my schooling, my actual elementary and high school. And uh, I was lucky. I, I mean, it could be considered luck, right? Because that was, was just like, not like I had anything to do with it. They, I just showed up and there were these great people around me. Yeah. And sometimes too, uh, going along with luck is taking advantage of opportunities when they come, when they arrive. And sometimes they're disguised in a, in a sense where we don't even notice it's, it's an opportunity in front of us. And sometimes when we seize it, we're surprised at the results. What, what kind of advice would you give new dads out there? Uh, read, <laughs> read. I'm all, I'm all about yourself. that. I'm a ferocious reader myself. Read. I'm a book a week guy. Read, man. Just read anything. Read. Listen to audiobooks if you have to. Read articles. There's always be developing the brain. Always be reading. You know, the, the professional parenting methodology has three major elements to it. The, the goal is how do you raise a fully functioning, self-determining adult? Like, how do you get someone to be fully functioning, self-determining? If you're not trainable, doesn't matter what education somebody brings to the table or what consultant or what project, you're never going to maximize it because if you're not trainable. And that's how the methodology uh, uh, evolved when I saw with my kids that you know, or kids. I would see people would offer kids all this wealth of information, but they weren't trainable. They weren't. It, it made no sense to tell a kid how to do something if you first didn't teach the kid how to even learn it. <laughs> so, so the concept of being trainable, it, it didn't even exist. So, uh, so part of the being fully functioning, self-determining, the first part is being able to have a conversation with anyone, anywhere, anytime, about anything, and actually stay in the conversation. So reading, reading, to answer your question, reading. You, got, you just got, always got to be reading. You got to always find new ways to turn the, unlock yourself from language and thoughts that are not really getting you anywhere. You know, what do you think has changed the most about parenting since the kids have gotten older? It's better. It's easier. They're, they're, if you do the work in the beginning, they grow up, again, being fully functioning and self-determining. My daughters know how to cook for themselves. They know how to take care of themselves. I could leave for a couple of hours and go to a meeting and they'll be fine. They know how to walk the streets by themselves. They know how to pick up the phone. They know how to take an Uber. They know, you know, and they're 12 and 13 now. They're 18 months apart. It actually gets easier. For me, it's getting easier because they're getting smarter. I tell a lot of times, because when we went from two kids to three, that was the most challenging denomination we had, just because our first two weren't yet old enough to do any of the independent stuff. They still required our attention for feeding and, and going to the bathroom and certain aspects where we still had to help them. Plus, now we added an infant into the mix. And that was very challenging. I mean, that year, that first year with the third child was very, very difficult. But going from three to four, when the two, are, when the two older ones now were in, independent and able to take care of themselves and do those things. Going from three to four was really a piece of cake. 
the most difficult years, I believe, again, is uh, those early years. You know, that 3 to 10, that 3 to 11, if we're not on point, man, and the training and development world that I come from, I look, I look at the people that have coached thousands throughout the years, decades at this point, and pretty much every single issue or most of the issues and most of the problems and most of the dysfunctional behavior or complaints or inappropriate or whatever that's not working uh, that I find in uh, adults is because of something that happened or didn't happen in those early years. They literally just didn't have somebody holding the line. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. You know, I tell my daughter, it's not my job to be your best friend. And, you, and you, I'm sure you've heard this different ways. It's not my job to be your best friend. I love being your best friend, but that's not my job. My job, And they know my job. My job is to raise a fully functioning, self-determining person. Those four words in that order, that context. And I hold the line. I'll give you an example. Uh, I was walking to a supermarket one day. One of my daughters uh, pointed to a, 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 a box of beer, and she said, look, Dad. They put that girl on the cover uh, so you'd buy that beer. It was the St. Pauli girl. And I started laughing. I go, that's right. You got that. She goes, yeah. So she was proud of herself that she could notice how advertising and marketing starts to determine our thinking if we don't think for ourselves. Yeah, correct. And, and, and that's one of the things, too, about these the, the screens today and trying to curb the screen time. Everybody right now, there's people that are making millions of dollars and their primary goal is to get your attention. And they're very good at doing it. So you see people are just attached to the screens today. And it's and it's kind of hard to combat it because now that I got into the podcasting world, I find myself glued to the screen because I'm using Facebook. I'm using Twitter. I'm using all these tools now. And I find myself where I used to tell the kids, hey, don't have that, you know, don't keep the screen in front of your face. Now I'm not practicing what I preach. So it's, it's kind of tough to, to, to find the time to, to fit it all in when it comes to, to dealing with the screen time. Yeah, it's, it's a balance, man, right? It's a balance. I'm kind of trusting that this too shall pass for this generation and, and they'll balance it out. And it's almost like get it out of the way now. How do you no, feel about my- your kids getting involved in social media? I don't have a problem with it. Uh, again, it's balanced uh, as long as they're getting good grades in the, in the physical world out here with teachers and school and, and they're getting, you know, A's and B's and they're actually doing good at, doing great in school. Then I'm okay with it. I'm working on a book now, Man versus Machine. Like, you know, it's literally like communities versus, you know, machines, literally, especially like I'm in the mortgage business, like I was telling you before, and uh, we've been developing this whole program around, you know, community loan officers. Because you have a company, let's say like Quicken, who you know does $25 billion in mortgages with strangers on the phone. People are going to Quicken because whatever advertising and marketing, and then all that money is going to somebody's bank account in the Cayman Islands yeah. versus the community where the person could have got the loan from the person who lives in their community. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're seeing that. It's being outsourced. And being in front of that screen does give an opportunity to expand one's reach and one's community. So that's, a, you know, I think those are the benefits, the pluses. We're learning about things around the world today that, quite frankly, have been happening. We just didn't know any better, but now we're awake to it. This generation of kids is now buying into a lot of the nonsense that others have. And I think that's true, like you said, because they have the ability to, to check you on it now. They, when you tell them something, they say, okay, they can go home and right away get the answer to whether or not you were lying to them or not. So it's kind of hard sometimes. They, they can say, oh, yeah, that's not the truth, because they can look and, and check you up on it, where we didn't have that when, when I was a kid. I believe what I was told in a sense, you know, because that's, that's all I had. I didn't have these outside resources like the internet. 
Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, politicians used to go around and lie to this town and then lie to that town and then lie to that person and that group, and nobody ever really knew. But now, you know, they're lying in one town, they go lie in another town, and it's like obvious. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, like, and wait a minute. They shut it down. All right. Hey, Lewis, so, any, any upcoming projects? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Well, you know, uh, let me see. Well, one is always the mortgage business. You could always you know, find me in that game. Uh, the other thing is uh, I'm working on finishing the whole trainable series. I've been developing now for about three years, and it's really powerful because at the end of the day, it goes back to the basic. Like, if you're not trainable, you're not going to be. You're not going to reach your full potential. If you're not trainable in sports, if you're not trainable in business, if you're not trainable as a parent, if you're not trainable as a child, so that that's probably my next best, uh, proudest uh, uh, content that's rolling out. That and the community loan officer model, the man versus machine book I'm also finishing, uh, which is really distinguishing us as, as a community, as communities, we have a choice. I'm either going to empower the communities I live in or empower someone who's making a billion dollars a day or a month and they're taking the money and they're not putting it back into my community. They're putting it into the Cayman Islands. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's some bank account somewhere. And, and so as commu- as a community, uh, uh, you know, it's got to be a, a an evolution of community that's just not happening. You know, it's not happening. I shouldn't say it's not happening. It needs to happen faster and more exponential where we get conscious to where and what we're spending our time and money. Cause right now I'd like, I'd like to believe that uh, 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 it's going to change tomorrow, but it doesn't look like it right now. The money's just going out. And it's not coming back into community. Well, I can tell you what, I, I think the future is looking bright. Because just like you said, the, the younger generation won't be fooled, I don't think, as much anymore. And, and just since I jumped into this podcasting game, the outreach I've gotten from so many like-minded fathers out there that are kind of, you know, tired of the same old stuff. And I, I really feel like there's a pulse of, of men out there that are embracing fatherhood and are ready to move forward with this whole thing. So I think as we, you know, move on here, I, I, I think there's big changes that are coming here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, all good too, because you know, the, the, it's kind of like the internet has connected us all. Like here, you and I talking on literally east and west coast, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, I actually had uh, Sue Atkins, a parenting expert from London, on the podcast, and we did it just like this. So it's been it's been a wonderful experience for me. I've been talking to people from all over the world. I've been reaching out, so it's really you know, it's kind of it kind of knocked me off my feet. Really, the response I've gotten, and it's been wonderful. And it's been very, uh, you, you know, encouraging. The movement is out there. there. There's definitely a, you know, a community of men that are that are out there that are that are standing up, that are, that are proud to be parents. They're embracing fatherhood, and, and and I love to be a part of it. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so professional parent and first class father, Louis Morrow. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Al, and to be continued. All right, that's going to wrap things up here for First Class Fatherhood. Special thank you to my guest, Louis Morrow. Today's interview was brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. Get on over to WeAreDapperTies.com, pick out a new snazzy-looking tie, and when you get all done, go to the checkout, put in Father in the promo box, and get some free shipping. WeAreDapperTies.com. Tomorrow on the podcast... I will be welcoming first-class father and Hall of Fame jockey Ramon Dominguez to the podcast. He's going to tell us what it's like as life as a jockey, and maybe we can get his Kentucky Derby pick. So stay tuned for that. You do not want to miss. I'm Alec Lace. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. 
And you may not get to always fly first class, but you are always a first class father. Bye.